if you have your Bible, if you could turn to uh, Romans 4th chapter. Uh, this being first Sunday and this being uh, a new month, and also this week is we celebrate Independence Day. A lot of good things going on, having some cookouts, some barbecues, a lot of celebration. And we look, for, we look towards the days. But oftentimes we look towards the days with expectations. Uh, some of us are expecting some parties on 4th of July. Some of us are expecting some good time or going on vacation, going on visiting somewhere come uh, the 4th of July. Because we have hopes, we have aspirations. And, and so, so thinking of that, I was thinking about uh, the new series we're going to be dealing with, Having Hope. When things seem hopeless. So if you can turn to Romans 4th chapter starting at verse 16. Are you with me there? Amen. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law but that also which is in the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against somebody say hope, believed in somebody say hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And he, be, he being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now somebody say dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet, the, somebody say deadness, of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong, somebody say faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to label this message, Restoring Hope. Uh, we're reading about Abraham. Uh, Abraham had received a promise from God. God told him to leave his family and kindred and go off to a strange land because I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And, and God was so bold in his promise that when, he, when God went to Abraham, his name was not Abraham, his name was Abram. And, and God changed him and gave the name of Abraham, which means father of many nations. See, there's power in names. And, and so God changed his name, changed Sarai's name to Sarah, and, and they come out of this strange land with a promise. But now let's look here. Uh, Abraham placed his faith in who? In God. And, and he placed his faith in God because he knew something about God. But before I get there, before I get there, I'm going to talk about faith for a minute. Is that all right with you? I'm gonna just, I don't want to be too long on it, but I'm going to be quick on it. Uh, faith equals trust. Somebody say trust. Faith equals trust. Somebody say trust. Faith equals All right. So he trusted God. He did not know where he was going. He did not know how he was going to make it, but he trusted God. See, I, I know we use this word faith and say, well, it's dealing with what you don't see. Right, it's dealing with what you don't see, but it's dealing with, are you willing to trust God? See, Abraham had hope. He had an expectancy that God would do what he said he would do. Now, his faith was this. His faith was not, he had great faith. 
It wasn't that his faith was stronger than anybody else. It was that his faith was in a God who is stronger than anybody else. His faith was placed in a God that has all power in his hands. His faith was in a God that made the heavens and the earth. And and I'm getting that. I'm getting that because sometimes we think we don't have enough faith. No, it's not that you don't have enough faith. It's that sometimes you didn't put your trust in God. You thought you knew what you were doing or how you should get it done or where you should go. But yet when you just trust in God, God will tell you when to move. And we're not to move. You see, it's similar as this, that you can have the same person going on ice. One person believing this ice will hold them up and they sink and fail. And you not believing the ice is going to hold you up. You're standing. You, this person died with faith and you are standing on ice as strong as concrete with no faith. It wasn't your faith that made you stand on that ice. It was that that ice was as strong as concrete. Same thing. It's not that I place my faith on something. It's who I place my faith in. I place my faith in God. So therefore, with God in my life, I have hope because I know who holds tomorrow. With God in my life, I know my life is not going to fall apart because I can go to my Father in prayer. With God in my life. Amen, lights. I, I... I'm going to move on. Y'all get me excited. So Abraham's faith, faith was placed in God. Look, look at verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. I I want us to catch this here. Uh, Paul is making a defense here about Judaism and Judaizers, talking about how you need to be circumcised or uncircumcised. But yet I'm going to give you all a little history that as Paul pointed out previously in the Romans fourth chapter, he said, when was Abraham called before circumcision or after circumcision? Think about that for a moment. Here's the answer. It was before circumcision. Come on, somebody. So you see here, before we make a commitment to God, God has already made a commitment to you. I was asked some help this morning. Before you have had your mind to serve the Lord. He was already serving you. I think I'm going to walk down somebody else's street. Before you knew where to go, God already pointed you in the direction. You see, God has already made up his mind about how he made you and formed you. But have you made up yours? But Abraham said, Lord, I believe in you. And, and then it was some 14 years later, Abraham decided to circumcise himself as a covenant with God. God has already gave him the promise. I want you to understand, God has already spoken to your life. He's already given you a promise. But are you willing to commit to him and trust him? Because faith is trust. Do you trust God that he's a doer of what he says he can do? Because if you do not, in Hebrews 11:6 it says this, that and without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, Abraham did see God's face. And now, 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 this gets to my favorite part. I had a, had a, had a hard time on verse 17. Look at this. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be as not as those they were. Then verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of 
many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. I, I had trouble looking at this verse because a- Abraham uh, was told he's going to be a father, and, and evidence spoke in his life that you're not going to be a daddy. He tried all this time, and, and you still came up short. And not only you, your pastor, childbearing is, your wife has a dead womb. It was dead when you married her. She wasn't giving you any kids. And, and now he has hope against hope. That's an oxymoron to emphasize. Look, it, it looked hopeless. It seemed hopeless. It seemed like it was dead. But yet there's a God that Abraham Abraham knew, said, I know a God that, that can take the dead and bring it to life, that can speak those things that don't exist as though they exist. You need an example. God said in the beginning, let there be light, and there was light. He said, I'm going to separate the day from the night, and he did so. He said, I'm going to separate the earth from the water, and he did so. He said, let us make man. Do you understand here that God will take what does not exist and can make it exist? We serve an awesome God that can speak in your life. You can have cancer in your body, but God can remove cancer out of your body. You can have a trouble God can fix that trouble. You can have a troubled mind. God can regulate your mind. We serve a God that death, that nothing is dead in him, but everything can be alive because life is in him. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I just want you to know we serve an awesome God. This is the miracle of it all. Abraham was a hundred years old. Yet some of y'all were talking about my dad when he had Jonathan. He was nowhere near a hundred years old. Ain't you too old to have another child? You see, 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 we, 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 our minds are limited to expectations. Abraham been trying to have kids. Abraham now, no, I can no longer have kids. My wife wasn't giving me kids in the first place, but yet, but yet, but yet when God went to Abraham in Genesis 14th chapter, I'm sorry, not 14, 18th chapter, and verses 12 to 14, I'm going to turn to there and just, and just, just read this account because it's amazing. I just love how God can communicate and speak power in our lives. And, and you got to, you just have to believe. You got to place your trust in him because when you don't, you're going to, you just, you're just going to look foolish. You're going to look stupid. You get caught with, with your foot in your mouth. Genesis 18 chapter verses 12 and, and 14, the awesome word of God says, therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Say, after I am waxed old, wax me, I'm strong and old. I, I, I'm not just old, I'm really old, y'all. I'm like, I'm like ancient, you know. Me giving child now is not going to happen, okay? And, and, and shall I have pleasure? Now, my Lord being old, also my Lord, she's talking about Abraham, so he old too. How am I going to enjoy having a child? Hello, married people. And, and, and the Lord said unto Abraham, wherefore did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I of surety bear a child which am old? And, and, and so, so Sarah laughed. Now, now Abraham confronted her, and she was embarrassed. I, I didn't laugh. He like, you sure did, because God told me. <laughs> but check this out. Check this out. Verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I, I just want to read that again. Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
and the time appointed I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. I, I like the words, ain't it? He asked us rhetorical question that deserves no answer because he knows there's nothing too hard for him. He said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? This is God talking about himself. I am Lord. I am supreme. Is there anything too hard for me? Then he goes on and say, at the right time, <laughs> I will come and I will bring life. I want you to understand that it's not on your timing. It's not when you want it, but hope is on the way. Tell somebody, hope is on the way. Because God will show up at that right time and give you hope to restore in your life. It said Abraham, while he was dead, his wife's womb was dead, but he had hope against hope. It didn't look good to him. It didn't look like he was going to make it, but yet he knew that God was able to bring him through. Uh-huh. I'm glad that God can bring us through. See, right now you might think your life is hard. You think you won't make it through. But you're right, you won't make it through on your own. But with God on your side, I think you can make it on by. I'm glad that God will see us through. And in James, the fourth chapter, we, we, we realize why we get frustrated. It says, why are the quarrels and fights amongst you? Because you ask and you do not have. And you're asking with selfish ambitions. But yet, Abraham was not given a child for his own name to go on. But God I gave him a child for his name to go on. I want you to understand that. Stop asking God, what can I get for me? But Lord, what can you give me that I can give to somebody else? How I can bless somebody else? I want you to understand, God does not give us stuff to be selfish. But for us to bless somebody else. God blessed Abraham so he could be a blessing to others. See, see, oftentimes our hope is placed on how we can benefit how we can look better, how we can get a better house, get a better job. If I go to work on time and, and I do better than I did before, I expect to get a better job because I trust my boss is keeping good books. But I don't care about God's and his book of life. Huh? But I care about my boss and his good book because he got a book that write a checkbook out that gives me a check so I can have a checking account. But yet I'm glad there's a God that gives credit to. Check this out. Going back to Romans, fourth chapter. Is it all right if I take my time? Look at, at verse 20. Y'all with me there? He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, uh, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to performed. And therefore it was imputed, and uh, in, in IV it says credit to him for righteousness. I, I just want to read a definition of credit. It has just blew me away. I was going to give you the first definition it had, credit as a noun, the ability of a customer to obtain goods or services before payment. I'm going to stop right there. The ability for a consumer to receive Without giving payment. You cannot pay God back. And he knew you could not pay him back. 
But when you place your faith in him, hallelujah, he said that those that believe in the son, it will be credit to them righteousness. God is putting some account, some money in your account that nobody can withdraw, but only you can withdraw and say, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. I dare not test the sweetest frame, but Jesus Christ in his precious name. You see, God gives you credit in your life where you place your faith, your trust in him. He's better than a money market. He'll give you more principal return. You trust in God. God will give you glory and blessings beyond your understanding. Man with no hope of having a child. God told him he's going to have a child. Man going on, he done been old and waxed old. God said, how am I going to have a child now? I've been trying all this time. I got a 14-year-old by my ma- my wife's maid, and Lord, and, and that's not the one either. Come on, what's going on? God said, just wait on me. He said, he told them in Genesis, I will come at the right time. Not your time. Not when you're frustrated. Not when you're upset. When I show up, that's the right time. You might be frustrated when he show up, but guess what? It's the right time. See, his time is not based on your emotions. Because there's times I feel good and I want God to bless me, but he need to bless me wrong because I'm not doing good. See, we, we get caught up how we feel and think that's how we should be. But yet, when God is not in, 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 in the blessing business, means this, that he's not being God. God reigns on the just. And the unjust alike, he is always blessing, even when we don't deserve it. Did we not see that before he was circumcised, he was already called in? See, righteousness is, is Gentiles becoming Jews. Y'all catch that? Because Jews mean those that were circumcised. Abraham was not circumcised when he knew God and trusted in God. So we had these Jews getting above him. Well, you need to be circumcised. I said, no, well, you didn't remember where you came from. Have you forgot where you came from? Have you forgot where God has brought you from? We get so upset with other people, we forget how God has brought you a mighty long way. And guess what? He's not done working. He's still working on you. That's why you might not receive what you think you should be receiving right now. But you think you should be receiving. But God knows what he wants to give you. So hope was not lost. Because he had faith. He had trust in a God that could speak those things that did not exist. As though they were. And it was credit to him. Righteousness. Just like when you go to the bank. You want to get that loan. You're praying for good credit. And they give you above and beyond money you have in your own account so you can go add on something else into your life. God is willing to give you stuff that's above and beyond your capacity to bless you in your life. I want you to understand I have a house and a car that's beyond my capacity. But God has blessed me in my life. I, I, I bought my house, didn't know how to take care of a house. But God blessed me that my house ain't fall apart yet. You understand here? I, I went and got me a car, didn't know how to take care of a car. But God blessed me. My car has not fallen apart yet. You see, I, I thought I knew what I was doing, so I jumped out of here. My mom my dad told me, wait a while, on both purchases. But I said, I'm a man. I know what I'm doing. And then they was laughing at me when I was making my payments because they said, I told you so. You see, I, I got outside myself. I, I was trying to go ahead, but yet God was just letting me know through my parents and wisdom, just wait. There's no need for us to put us in a situation we don't need to be in. But just trust God. 
Because Abraham put himself in a position he didn't have to be in, cause problems all up in the household. God told him to wait on a child. He, Sarah said, well, we ain't having one yet. And I can't give you none here. Sleep with her. And they had Ishmael. And then she said, get Ishmael out the way because he's teasing Isaac. So he kicked them both out the house. When you don't wait on God, there's going to be some trouble in the house. That's another message. Write that one down. So let's look into verse 23 to 25 as, as I come to my close. Now it was not written. For his sake alone, that it was imputed to him, but for also to whom it shall be imputed if we, somebody say we, believe on him that raised up Jesus, someone say our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Excuse me. Y'all ready for this? Remember, we receive credit because we do not deserve what we have. If it was, it would be an obligation. An obligation means you worked and you received a wage for your work, for your payment. But you cannot work your way into heaven. You cannot work your way off your debt that you owe. You owe a debt. Your debt is what? Sin. For the wages of death is sin. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so right here, right now, we see that not only did Abraham receive a blessing and a promise from God, but also Abraham set it up for us that we can put our faith, our trust in God and God God will credit to us righteousness, but now we have seen Jesus. Hallelujah. He has walked the earth. He, he came out of heaven and came here. And, and so the disciples said, we cannot stop talking about what we have seen and what we have heard. And, and when we place our faith in him, God, who raised him, Jesus, from the dead, it is credit us righteousness. Now catch this, catch this. His death, Jesus' death was the payment we could not pay. It equaled, his payment equaled, it, it was our death. The dead. Look at it. Look at it. Verse 24. But for also to whom he shall be imputed if we believe in him, raise up Jesus from the Lord from the what? The dead who was delivered for our offenses. He was given as the payment. His death was the payment we could not pay. He went up on the cross. They pierced him in the hands. They pierced him in his feet. But before he got there, they whipped him all night long. Blood was being shed for each and one of our sins. And not only our past sins, but our future sins, our present sins. I'm glad that God knew how to prepare us and, and sent Jesus to prepare a way so we would not be gone from him, but we could spend eternity with him. And, and not only was his death a payment, his resurrection. What was the resurrection for? His resurrection was the justification of our sins. We have been made just in front of God. What does that mean? That means you could be in a courtroom somewhere. Huh? And the courtroom comes in. Uh, uh, I don't know what your report may be. The, the report may be that your marriage is in shambles. Huh? But you can say, I got a God that can bring death into life. Huh? It may come to you and say, you got cancer in your body. But you say, I got a God that can speak those things that do not exist as those as they were. You see, Jesus came and said, I will make them right with God, justification through my resurrection. You see, Jesus presents us now faultless before God, not because what we have done, but what he has done for us. Why you feel hopeless in your life? Things aren't going the way you want them to go. People don't treat you the way you want to be treated. I'm going to tell you something. It's always going to be like that. <laughs> I wish I could lie and tell you it's going to get better. 
but yet you got a friend that's just closer than a brother. You have a friend that can walk with you and can talk with you. The, the little joke goes, said, do you have a friend? And God said, yes. And I call him by his name. He said, what is his name? His name is Andy because Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. Andy calls me his own. I'm glad that he's our friend and he'll walk with us. He'll talk with us. He'll call us his friend. He'll wrap us up in his arms. He'll love us. When there's no one else to cry to, I can cry out to my father. When there's no one else around, I can cry out to my dad. I'm glad he said that my mother and my father may forsake me, but my Lord, hallelujah, will never leave. Don't think what you have is over now. Because it's not. Just place your faith, your trust in him who can speak dead into life. That can say those things that do not exist as those as they were. Just trust him. You don't have to have the power because he has all power in his hands. You don't have to have all the, all the trust in the world because just place your trust in him because Christ is the solid rock. That's all the foundation you need is that I know that God can. I know I can't, but God can. Say, say, say that. God can. Say, I know I can't, but God can. I know I can't. But God can. God can change my life. He can change my house. He can change relationships. He can change his neighborhood. He can stop the killings in our city. He can change and improve our school district. God can. Uh, y'all, I want you to cast this. Don't, go, don't give up. Don't, don't, don't feel hopeless when you walk back home and say, our school, ain't nobody going to change our school district. But God can. Don't, don't go back home to your house and say, my marriage is going to stay in the same situation. My children will act the same. But God can. Because God can step on in and, and change things and make it better than it ever was. I, I'm glad that Abraham went from having no life to having life. Your hope can be restored when you place your trust in God. Because God can. God can do all things but fail. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. God can. Tell somebody God can. Tell somebody else God can. God can. God can. Do you want him to do it in your life? Do you want him to do it in your life? They like the choo-choo chase say, I think I can. I think I can. I'm just going to go on my life saying, I know God can. I know God can. I know God can. I know God can. All the way. All the way. Not halfway. Not part of the way. But all the way. I made up my mind. I'm not turning back. I'm following God all the way because God can. He can. He can. He has. He will. He brought me from a mighty long way. I'm glad about it. Good God from Zion. God can't tell somebody. God can. Right now there might be somebody here thinking, I, I can't make it in my life. But God can. He will take your trust that you place in him and, and, he, and, and that he raised up Christ from the grave and credit to your life righteousness. And when he gives you that life, guess what? He gives you peace. He won't give you confusion. He won't give you disappointment. He'll give you peace. But it's up to you to place your trust in him. Abraham didn't have hope on himself. He had hope because he placed his trust. And he, and he that can take, turn dead into life, 
Speak those things that have not existed as those they were. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, here's the opportunity for you right now. If you do not know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, God is more than able to save you right now because God can. And so if you believe that Christ died on the cross for your sins, you believe he rose again on the third day, I want to lead you in this prayer. If this is your first time praying this prayer, I want to lead you in this prayer saying, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again on the third day with all power in your hand. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, pray that prayer for the first time. If that was you, raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. If that was you, God bless you.